2: Mike Greenberg, the podcast,
3: back and better than ever. Greenie, presented by Progressive Insurance, with guests on the Goodyear Hotline today. We've got the Mad Dog, Chris Russo. We've got the Hall of Famer Jim Kelly. We got a Big Mac. We got a hot dog, and we got Teddy Bruschi making me want to cry tears of joy. That's the menu. Let's go. Here we go. go, go. Only
2: one place to start. And
3: Conforto
0: slashes one the other way. Base hit. That's. The game. Alonso in. Fires digging for third. It's kicked by a furl. Here comes Fires trying to score. He scores and the Mets win it. Turn those thumbs around. Happy Fires races home with a winning run and the Mets win it six to five.
3: How about that? Nothing is more naturally, organically, and cosmically beautiful than sports because it is real it is live it is filled with emotion and passion and almost every day it gives us something so astonishing that if hollywood produced it we would walk out of the theater because it's so unrealistic so of course yesterday afternoon in a baseball game that wasn't even scheduled Javier Baez scored the winning run in a manic walk-off comeback after authoring a fairly ridiculous non-apology for his thumbs down to the fans, which was then followed by the fans and the players exchanging enthusiastic thumbs-ups, and then the entire Mets organization, including the team president, getting on their hands and knees in the infield because Baez lost his jewelry sliding into home. That was the day yesterday. What a day, what a story. And again, it is the kind of thing that could only happen in sports because if you made that up i'd laugh you out of the room i'd say that's the most ridiculous contrived contorted unrealistic scenario i've ever heard of in my entire life and then throwing on the jewelry piece of it just made it very 2021 so let me get the, re- the, re- the reviews from the crew here after what was a remarkable way for this to go. And it has to start with Bubba, who yesterday said that he would rather suffer spontaneous death than have a sushi dinner with Javier Baez. After Baez winds up scoring, first of all, keeping the inning alive. He did everything yesterday. He wasn't even allowed. I don't know how he's allowed to play in that game. This was the makeup of a game that was played. It was started in April. He wasn't on the team in April. Inexplicably, the rules say he can't start. When they make the game up today, but he can finish. So he comes in. I don't really understand the logic of that. There's no obvious reason why those two things make sense to me. Either he should be allowed to play or he shouldn't. I would, I would actually understand it either way. But the idea that he can't start, but he can finish, that really doesn't make any sense. But that notwithstanding... He winds up having a fantastic day, scores the game winning run, and then loses his jewelry on the game winning slide. Bubba, what was your reaction to all the magic we saw yesterday? Well, order me some sushi. I'm in.
2: (laughs) I am back. Let's go. He apologized. He had the RBI in the ninth. Hustle play to score. I'm ready for some sushi. We're back. Get me a Baez jersey. We're going on a run now, baby. We got two. The Dodgers are knocking off the Braves. We're coming back. You know, we thought last time it was a Steve Cohen. That was a rallying cry. He's going to fire them up Mm -hmm. with that that tweet. No, this is going to be it. It's going to be the whole thumbs down, turn the thumbs around. This is going to be the rallying cry. And we are going all the way to the playoffs now because of this. We're going to remember, just like you predicted yesterday, the Patriots are going to win the AFC East. Mm -hmm. We're going to remember this doubleheader yesterday when the Mets turned things around after they rallied together, after the apology, they won two. Swept the doubleheader,
3: and they're back, baby. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. I like it. I will take it. I got no issue with it whatsoever. I love the enthusiasm, and how can I argue? Why would I stomp on this buzz? I mean, for a team that has had legitimately the worst month imaginable... Why in the world would I stomp on the buzz of a fan today after that day yesterday? Hembo, do you have a more reasoned, or perhaps not? I, I actually first saw this on your Twitter. Mm. Hembo, you tweeted that moment. I was I, I got a million things going on right now because we're getting ready to take Stevie off to college. So I was not watching when this happened yesterday afternoon. The first place that I saw it was on your Twitter. And you just tweeted that play by play and wrote baseball forever. How about the magic of that moment?
1: It was awesome. I was watching the game live. It happened. I clipped it off and I posted it. And the reason I was on my computer at that time, Greeny, was because I was about to clip off the segment from our show yesterday when I was telling everyone how bad of a player he was. So, like, <laughs> I just had to stop myself on my tracks and enjoy the moment. And that play, that, that play we're seeing on ESPN Plus right now, is everything that we love about Javi Baez. Because for all the things that he can't do, and I detailed them yesterday, this is what makes him... A great player. The base running savvy, the, the, the perfect slide catch in the corner of the plate, the celebration, of course, and then the earring falling off, I think was really a, the icing on the cake there. But that's, that one play is a microcosm of why we love Javier Baez. Yeah,
3: I, I get it. And he, he is a dynamic, exciting, fun player to watch at, who has um, demonstrated himself to be a flawed player on the field. I'm just talking about now about his offense, forgetting about this whole thing. But, but here's what it does. Here, in my opinion, is the most important thing that happened yesterday is the entire tide turned like if, if you had said like you got I mean, I got Michael Kay I'm listening to and he's in the talk show host in New York on ESPN radio in the afternoons and has been around baseball his entire life. He's the play by play voice of the Yankees. And he's sitting there saying they should boo him every time he comes to the plate for the rest of his life. And I didn't disagree. I'm on that side. You heard me the other day. I offered him a nice warm glass of shut the hell up. And I don't take back a word that I said. But there is literally no way for this to have turned better than it did for that game to have been played the way it was and to end the way it did. You literally have fans going from making the thumbs-down motion to the thumbs-up motion in one move, in one day, in one, not even a day. Like in the span of 15 minutes, he became a folk hero. It's almost like the whole thing, it's good that it happened now. It's incredible <laughs> the way that thing turned around. Like, so, so I don't know if they're going to turn their season around. I would continue to consider that quite unlikely, but I'm not going to rain on Bubba's parade. But that said, as far as the dynamics of the Baez and, more importantly, the Francisco Lindor of it all, I think it actually all shifts, right? Like, Bubba, all kidding aside, you're good now, right? You've made peace with that. You, 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 you no longer have beef with Javi Baez and Francisco Lindor. Is that an accurate representation of the way you feel?
2: Yeah, correct. Correct. I don't think it could have gone any better. Like, I don't. I think the grudge is kind of over. It. It was like half a day, and we're kind of moved on. Like, (laughs) that's right. It is because it couldn't have gone any better. Like, I don't know what else could have happened. Like, he apologized, and you know, who who know whatever, sincere or not, like whatever. But. Then they just went out, and it could not have gotten any
1: better. I, don't, I mean, what am I going to go boom now? Like, I mean, come on. We... That's right. Like, if you had detailed the circumstances that happened yesterday and projected it, like you said, no one's believing you, and they're laughing you out of the room. Right. Sports does that. Like, that sports is the only thing of its kind that can do that kind of thing. And in one day, completely changed the narrative, even though we all generally agreed a day ago that he was doomed in New York. Because I think it all has to do with because
2: uh, it's the first game. Because if it wasn't for that weird suspended game, mm. I think if it was just the you know normal night game and it was his first at-bat and 30,000 people there, he would have been crushed. Because there was like you know 4,000 people at that first game. So he was booed, but like no one was there. So he was kind of booed, but no one cared. And then by the time he won, everyone was loving it. If it was just the one night game last night, there would have been like 30,000 people booing him would have been crazy who knows what would have happened and i think everyone would have, been, would have been different it was the weird suspending game he comes in at the eighth inning pinch hits he kind of gets booed whatever rbi gets on base comes home and it's
3: just a such a crazy turn of events it, it, that's my point is that the only way that what the result of that could have been is by exactly what happened mm. happening like all of those things had to fall into place and most of them never happened <laughs> Like a suspended game that involves a player who didn't get to play in the first one because he wasn't on the team yet, so now he can't start the game, but he can finish. Like all of that happened. It happened. It's all unrealistic and crazy, but it all happened. And we'll talk about it as the morning goes on, and we'll regret, invite you to be a part of it of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is back, and so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper the one. That fans deserve. So that's one of the big deals that are going on. Meanwhile, the scoop. Let me just give you a quick scoop on this thing before I get Jim Kelly in here, and I'll make this straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. As we thought about it yesterday, it occurred to us, both Mr. Hembo and myself, that there is no one in the world of sports who has had a better year than Mac Jones, who is now the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots. I want you to consider that a year ago today, He was not universally expected to be the starting quarterback at Alabama. When he was named that on September 21st of last year, ahead of a five-star recruit named Bryce Young, Mac Jones was described by Sportscasting.com as a potential late-round NFL draft pick, and quote, even that is no guarantee. And that's not really a surprise. He got to Tuscaloosa with no fanfare. He wasn't even ranked in the ESPN 300. And then he sat behind Jalen Hurts in 2017 and Tua in 18 and most of 19. Bryce Young was supposed to be the next great one. Mac Jones had the feel of a bridge quarterback if there is such a thing in college. And then you know what happened. He threw for more yards than any Alabama quarterback ever. He had the highest completion percentage in QBR in college history. He won the national championship. He gets drafted 15 by New England of all teams and then beats out Auburn's legendary Cam Newton of all people. And so 344 days after he was named a starter by Nick Saban, he gets that same nod from Bill Belichick. And so now he will become the only quarterback ever to start a game for both of them as head coaches. They are the two greatest ever at their respective levels. In fact, Mac Jones is now the first rookie quarterback ever to be the primary starter for Belichick in his 27th season as an NFL head coach. So I was thinking to myself, what is the lesson of all of this? Well, perhaps it's one they know really well in New England, where once upon a time, the 199th pick in the draft turned into the best player ever. The lesson is that in sports, it really isn't about where you start. It's about what you do when you get your chance. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. All right, we're just getting rolling here. It's going to be super busy today. The Hall of Famer Jim Kelly is coming up next, Mad Dog Russo a little later, and we will explain why the Yankees are not going to win their division this season or any season soon. All that and more on the way. We're just getting rolling. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio.
0: It's demon time on Prize Picks, where you can now win up to 100 times your money. That's right, 100 times your money. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what make Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Go to prizepix.com Greenberg and use code Greenberg for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepickscom Greenberg, code Greenberg, for a first deposit match up to $100. Picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy.
3: ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply
2: greenie the podcast
3: all right greenie with you presented by progressive insurance the hall of famer the great jim kelly live in 30 seconds on the Goodyear hotline, and then after that, we're going to explain why the Yankees are not going to win their division this season or anytime soon. All of that, as they say, in a half a minute after this word from RumbleOn. Do you have a motorcycle, ATV, or even a truck that's sitting in your garage you've been waiting to sell? With RumbleOn.com, you can easily turn your unused vehicle into cash in minutes. RumbleOn.com will give you a cash offer for your vehicle and pick it up for free anytime, anywhere. Harley, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, even if you're just looking to trade in, RumbleOn will pay cash no matter what to make or model. Visit RumbleOn.com today, enter the promotional code RADIO, you'll get a $300 increase on your cash offer. Fast bikes, faster cash. And with that, it is my delight to welcome back the one, the only, the Hall of Famer, Jim Kelly, with us here on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Jim Kelly.
4: Good morning, Mike. How are you doing
3: today? Well, I'm doing great. And most importantly, everyone I think who, who, who knows you and loves you wants to hear how you're doing. I saw great pictures of your golf event a couple of weeks ago where Roger Goodell was there and all the others uh, that were there for your charity event. And, and everyone who knows you is always concerned about how you're doing. How's everything with you?
4: Well, cancer-wise, so far, so good. I've uh, had my MRI, so thank God for that. Uh, unfortunately, I had ankle replacement surgery a year and a half ago. It did not take. Mm. So I had to have it redone. And uh, right now I have a VAC machine hanging out of my ankle. And that's why I wasn't able to make my golf tournament. I mean, I went for about an hour to the event and met with, you know, Roger and a bunch of guys, Steve large and Bruce and all all the guys that usually come. And, but it was a great event. I had a a blast uh, even though I only spent an hour there, but overall I'm, I'm feeling pretty good.
3: All right. I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm glad that you were doing well in the most important of ways um, And until so let's get down to business. Here's the good news. While you recuperate from the ankle, at least you'll have plenty of good football to watch because it is on the way here and the whole world, you know, is going crazy about your team. And the Buffalo Bills, all I hear from anybody, anything I say on the air, anything I post on social media about any other team, all I hear from are your beloved Bills Mafia telling me the Bills are clearly the best team in the league and Josh Allen is the MVP? What do you think?
4: I like that. I like everything you said. I mean, <laughs> from what I've seen and didn't see a lot of Josh except for the last preseason game. Um, you know what? He's he's doing everything he's supposed to do. The offensive line's giving him the time to throw, he's getting the ball out of his hands. Everything you'd want to see plus I mean, he's got some pretty good receivers. I mean, with Diggs and Beasley and now Emmanuel Sanders, Davis is coming on. I think his running game, to be honest with you, I would like to see them run the ball a little more. Uh, Just take some of the the pressure off of Josh having to throw it all the time. You know, I was blessed because I had a Hall of Famer in Thurman Thomas in my backfield. I mean, Singletary and Moss are, are really good. Um, but uh, you know what the pressure's on Josh to continue to do it week after week after week. And I love what I see. The defense got a couple extra players, uh, you know, drafting a defensive end, which I think we needed uh, to go on the other side with Jerry U. So, um, so far I'm pumped. Uh, it's going to be a, a good game opening game. Against when I grew up, I was a big Steeler fan and, you know, me and big Ben are very close. we, have a great relationship, and uh, it's going to be interesting, but I can't wait.
3: So at least for that day, you'll be rooting against him like crazy. That is a really good opener. <laughs> Two teams, I think, are both going to be good. I think the Steelers are going to be way better than most people are talking about. But, but I want to just talk about Allen with you for a second, because you're the perfect person to get into this. So I, I make the remark all the time. It is my belief that more young quarterbacks these days in the NFL are ruined than developed. The complete opposite of that is how the Buffalo Bills have handled Josh Allen. He came in – with some very obvious talent, some great skill sets, and some question marks. And what they did was they brought him along in such a way, this is my observation, obviously you're much closer to it, they accented the things he did well, they minimized the things he didn't do well, they brought them along slowly, but surely piece by piece until he was really ready to be all the things that we wanted an NFL quarterback to be. At that point, they went out and got him, the superstar receiver uh, with whom he has developed this incredible connection and bond. To me, it has been a master class in developing a young quarterback, and as a result, they're going to be good for a decade. What do you, what do you think? What, what do you see in all of that?
4: I, I agree 100% because the bottom line is you've got to have people around you. I know the old cliche, you're only as good as what you have around you. And with them, Brian Dable did exactly what you should do. Ken Dorsey, the quarterback coach, making sure that Josh and him were on the same page. And when you go out and get extra players, I remember when I was playing, I think I've said this before on your show, we need that extra wide receiver to go with Andre Reed and Don Beebe. We had a very good team. We had a very good offense. Went out and got James Lofton. And when they went out, you know, two years ago and got Diggs, that was what they need. They need that extra weapon to be able to do exactly what uh, you need to do to, to move up to that next level. So for for the Bills, you hit it right. Because a lot of times these quarterbacks, as you well know, the really good ones go to a team drafted by a team that's not very good. And it takes some time, whether you sit them or whether you put them in, depends on who you have around him. Because if your offensive line is not very good, to bring a young quarterback in and, and have him get beat on, that takes something out of that guy. So I think the more you have the people around you, the more you'll develop quicker. Greeny and the
3: great Jim Kelly is with me on the Goodyear Hotline, making the plays that move you forward. Goodyear more driven. You mentioned young quarterbacks as there are a bunch of them. There were five taken in the first round this year. And as we have seen each of them, I think show you some really good things in the preseason. And, 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 and many of them are now the starters, including As of yesterday, uh, Mac Jones in New England, you know what comes up. Everyone always brings up your quarterback class, the legendary 1983 class that with you and Marino and Elway, who are all in the Hall of Fame and three other quarterbacks, Eason and Blackledge and Ken O'Brien, which I think is considered to be the greatest quarterback class of all time. And they say, can this group be better? What do you think?
4: Well, yeah, and I always say, because they always bring it up, I think, within the last 20 years, every time there's a class come up where people think it's going to be good, they always compare it to our class, and I always say, well, time will only tell, but when you look at what they have, Matt Jones with the Patriots, Zach Wilson with the Jets, the AFC East has some pretty good quarterbacks, and I mean, you go all the way around, there's so many different... uh, different quarterbacks that you look at, but young quarterbacks in this league and today's game are so unbelievable. They have all the skill set. They've got the players around him. I like what I see, but as I always say, time will tell, but I like especially what we have in Buffalo with Josh Allen. I think he's got the weapons around him. He's got the team. He's got the coach and Brian Dable, which will allow him to throw the football. As you saw last week in a preseason game, there was not one running uh, uh, play in the first quarter when josh was in there so i think uh the way they take care of quarterbacks now they protect them and make sure that they don't get hit at all i might you know, i can't say i'd still be playing now but i would have <laughs> played a few more years if i didn't get buried in the turf back when we played but the bottom line is they're taking care of the offensive side i know the defensive backs and and of course the defensive linemen don't like it when you can't hit a quarterback but I love what I see. I love the young quarterbacks we have out there today. And I just love football. I love the Bills, but I love watching good quarterbacks throw the football.
3: Yeah. And, and, and how competitive are you guys? Like I'm thinking, because you mentioned Josh Allen. He's part of another of these quarterback classes him and Lamar Jackson and Baker Mayfield, yep. who've all had great success. And we'll see what winds up happening with Sam Darnold now. And there's, you mentioned Ben Roethlisberger earlier, he and Philip Rivers and Eli in the same class. When you're together with those guys, when you're together with Marino and Elway and the, like, Do you talk about this? How competitive are you about being the greatest quarterback group ever to come out?
4: Uh, No, we haven't. It's been a while since we talked about that. Usually we talk about how your family, your golf game and things like that. uh, Don't usually talk about that, but you know what? We know what we did. We know, and we, and of course, I make fun of me and Dan. I always thank John for winning two Super Bowls for us because we, we both, uh, you know, been there, done it, but didn't win it. But you know what? The, the way we went about it, uh, the team that we had, the fun that we had, uh, it, that's what it's all about. And yeah, we did put up the numbers, especially those guys, especially, you know, Dan with all the passing yards you know, he had, but, until they prove us wrong, we still are the greatest quarterback class ever, period.
3: Love it. And I am with you, and you have not been proven wrong yet, and we'll see if this young group can do it. Quickly, Jim, before I let you go, any uh, any interest in a wager? We, we always have that wager when the Jets play the Bills. I don't have the schedule in front of me. It's not right at the beginning of the season, but you know, you've know, you always got some sort of fancy thing you want to bet me on. Here's the schedule for the Bills. The, the first game against the Jets is not until week 10 at the Jets, and then we finish the Jets and the Bills against each other. So any interest in a little, uh, make it a little interesting between us this year?
4: No doubt about it. Let's do a little, how about some good Omaha ribeye steaks uh, for the, you have to sweep though. You can't (laughs) split. You split, you you don't win. So if you sweep, you send me a box of Omaha steaks, and if the Jets win, I'll send you How's that sound? Perfect.
3: See, he always makes the greatest bets. <laughs> <laughs> Jim, some people will be like, I bet you 50 bucks. Jim is like, I'll bet you a box of Omaha
0: steaks. <laughs> That's the beauty.
3: of Jim. Omaha, <laughs> Omaha. <laughs> Jim, you're the best. Thank you. I'm so delighted that you were well and everything else. Good luck with the recuperation from the ankle. Enjoy the football. The best to the family, and we'll see you soon. Your job, bud. Take
4: care and God bless.
3: All right. That's the great Jim Kelly with us here on ESPN Radio. And, and I am here to settle, by the way, the Samsung Galaxy Z Fold 3 5G debate. Is it a phone? Is it a tablet? It's both. It's two screens in one, and it's truly life changing. Get your new Galaxy Z Fold 3 5G at Samsung.com. 5G connection and availability may vary. Check with carrier. Okay. Next order of business.
0: I'm ready to go right now.
3: Green lights light with Greeny. I'm going to give the green light to Hembo today because I have been carrying this tease now for two days. You said this to me the other day, and I haven't been able to get it into the show. And so I'm delighted that we can. You looked me in the face yesterday, and you said, Greeny, not only are the Yankees not going to win their division this year, they're not going to win it anytime soon. Please expand on
1: that thought. Greeny, right now the Tampa Bay Rays lead the American League East and lead the Yankees by eight games. The Rays own the best record in baseball. They're tied with the Giants. Their AAA team owns the best record at that level. Their high A team owns the best record at that level. The same can be said about their low A club and their rookie league club. We don't talk a lot about rookie league level baseball on this show, but what I'm telling you is that the Rays and their affiliates own the best record in their league in five of the top six levels of professional baseball. Greeny, the Rays are so good that the Yankees went on, went on a 13-game win streak in the month of August and lost ground in the division standing. So right now the Rays are considerably better than the Yankees are, and there's no obvious reason to me why that was going to change anytime soon.
3: Well, that is really interesting, and, and it, is orga- it is an organizational success story, of the, the, the kind I just discussed with Jim about the Buffalo Bills. Organizations have to get things right. You know, the late Jerry Krause, the much-maligned Jerry Krause, whom I will always feel never gets nearly, uh, nearly enough credit for all that he accomplished. He once somewhat infamously said, players don't win championships, organizations do. And everyone misinterpreted that statement. Everyone thought he was trying to diminish Michael. What he was actually saying is, it takes everybody getting everything right. Michael was the most important part of the organization, and I think Jerry would have said that. But it's not just that. Baseball is a sport where teams have intrinsic built-in advantages. The Yankees have more built-in advantages against the Rays than you could ever possibly imagine. But what cannot be overcome is the value of great organizational Mm. success. So what that means is they're getting all these decisions right. They don't have the luxury of just paying their way or buying their way out of mistakes. They can't make them. And what you're telling all of us who are more casual baseball fans who might not be paying attention to that is that they are getting all of those right. So not only are they good now, but they're going to continue to be good.
1: I'm saying it every night when we watch these games on TV, we are watching the tip of the iceberg. But beneath the water, the Rays have built a player development machine, a behemoth, and no matter how much the Yankees can outspend them by... That matters way more than how much money you can pay Garrett Cole or Giancarlo Stanton and anyone else. They are leaps and bounds ahead of anyone in the sport at doing that.
3: That's a really well-made point here, so I'm glad that we got that in. Again, we'll keep a close eye on it there. I thought the Yankees were coming on fast, and obviously they've now fallen, I think, hopelessly out of the division race. Airlines, restaurants, and more have been ramping up their hiring. You know that. Well, who do they turn to? Zip Recruiter. ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified candidates for your job, and you can easily invite your top choices to apply. Right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free at ziprecruiter.com slash greeny. Meanwhile, I need you to listen carefully. I just want you to know. There's something I just want you to know. I read this in the paper the other day, and it kind of took me aback. And I thought it was something that needed to be shared. Because I'm, you know, we're a full service radio show here. I mean, we talk about sports, first and foremost, primarily. But yesterday, when I thought there was information that people needed to have about the sexual habits of spiders, we shared that. This is a place where you get that. Well, today's note is about nutrition. I read in the newspaper that every hot dog that you eat takes 35 minutes off your life. They did a study of all these different foods... And they found that some of them, may I just mention, say something right now. What are you doing? I'm literally eating a hot dog. You are eating a hot dog right now. Yeah.
1: This was my lunch today. I saw this was in the rundown. I figured, well, why not bump up my lunch by 90 minutes? Delicious.
3: You you have bumped up your lunch by 90 minutes, but you have bumped down your life by 35. By eating this. I read in the paper this food study ranged from 74 minutes lost to 80 minutes gained per serving. I, I want everyone to be aware, and you can watch this on ESPN+. Plus. Hembo is just eating a hot dog while I'm saying this. I got another one. Yeah, you-, you have a second one sitting there. Are you going to eat them both? I'm going to eat them both. This
1: is my lunch today. You're eat two hot dogs just sitting there. I-, I question the veracity of this research.
3: Well, it says here sugary drinks, hot dogs, burgers, and breakfast sandwiches are linked with the most minutes of healthy life lost whereas fruits, non-starchy and mixed vegetables, ready-to-eat cereals and cooked grains were associated with the biggest savings. Now, here's the problem that I have. Go ahead, say something. I can't say something. I, mean, I, I, to say something. I, know, I just find it amusing. I mean, by this count, you realize that Joey Chestnut who has eaten an average of 1,200 hot dogs a year for the last 16 years, <laughs> has taken over a year off of his life.
1: <laughs> that is a shame. He's
3: lost 480 days of his life as Hembo begins a second hot dog. Here's the real concern I have. It says here that consuming one eighty-five gram serving of chicken wings translates to 3.3 minutes of life lost. Mm. That hurts me because that's my vice weakness. You know, I eat very healthily, as you know. Yeah. My one weakness, like you're sitting there eating a hot dog. I like a hot dog. I don't eat them often, but I would eat a hot dog. I like a hot dog, but I'm not dying. You eating a hot dog is not paining me. Really? I'm not sitting there thinking, oh my God, I'd give anything to have one. No. Hmm. If you were eating wings, Particularly like good, spicy buffalo wings that with a great smell. I love the smell. Dry rub or wet? My, my mouth, what, what does dry rub mean? Like, 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 the, the hot, the,
1: like the hot sauce or do you like the... the, the, the it um, comes
3: on it. The sauce comes. The wings are not like... Not always. Okay, well, that's the only way I've ever oh, eaten. Okay. It's like a buffalo wings. Like, there was a place in college, Buffalo Joe's, where I ate lunch. I literally ate my senior year of college, I'm going to say a minimum of eight meals a week at
1: this place. So but, you lost a lot of time on your life. There. I, well,
3: as it turns out, wow. who knew? My senior year of college, of all the habits that I was involved in, my se- who would have known <laughs> that the one that was going to take all this time off my life would be the, uh, would be the buffalo wings. Now, let me tell you. You can increase your life with something that I think is delicious and most people, I think, will agree. Bubba, were you surprised as you read this story as Hembo is now finishing his second hot... had to say something, anything. Bubba, say something. <laughs> Bubba, yeah. are you aware that you can add 33 minutes to uh-huh. your life by eating... A peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Whoa, all right, all right. That's healthy. That's pretty good. A peanut butter and jelly sandwich uh, is extending your life. What do you think?
2: I I mean... I like a PB and J. I think I had one like two weeks ago. I think I had one yesterday.
1: I, eat I like a lot that peanut butter and jelly is a very convenient, easy thing to eat. This is a big swing if I had gone PB and J instead of the hot dog. That's two or th- that's two hours, two three hours of your life. I, yeah,
2: exactly. I mean, that's interesting because I was going to say with wow. this study because the first part it was like you know if you eat <laughs> vegetables you're right. going to extend. Your life. Okay, do we really need a study to say that fruits and vegetables are better for you? Like. What kind of study is this? Clearly, hot dogs are not going to be great for you. Do we really need to do a study for this? But the peanut butter and jelly... That part is interesting. That That's the only me.
3: interesting part so far. Hambo, by the way, is now finished. Two hot dogs. How do you feel?
1: I feel like I just lost seventy minutes, but they're <laughs> the worst seventy minutes. They, they're taking them off the back end, right? Not my that. prime. No,
3: you don't know that. You don't know when your number is going to be called. Mm. You literally, if, if, if your number was scheduled to be today, uh-huh. you could you could we could lose you during the show.
1: You're going to feel awfully bad if that does happen. Like the eleven.
3: <laughs> I'm not going to feel. Yeah, bad. You're going to feel bad you're if that wait happens. You hot dogs. <laughs> I didn't sit here and tell you to do it. You sit, we had this story, and you said, here, Greeny, here's an idea. I think I'll eat some hot dogs while the show is hey, going I go on. Yeah, I'd go for some hot yeah, dogs Yeah, I drove right them
1: yesterday. I brought them in. It felt like, what better time than right now? I feel great. Okay, a fair cool enough.
3: Though. I'm well, delighted that you are. All right, we will continue in just a moment. One of the smartest and most important voices in sports has called out a member of this show, and guess what? It isn't me. You'll hear who it is and why after this word from Straight Talk Wireless. All right, 5G is here. But the big carriers want you to sign a pricey long-term contract to get in on the action. Well, not anymore. Because Straight Talk Wireless has rolled out 5G coverage nationwide with plans starting at just $35 a month with no contract. You can get a Samsung Galaxy A32 5G for only $299, all on America's best networks. 5G coverage, 5G phones, less money. Straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. 5G capable device required. Actual availability, coverage, and speed may vary. We're back in a flash. Hembo may or may not continue on ESPN Radio. <laughs> As a fan, this
0: is amazing. This no, is, it the is time of the year. This is what we talked about. This is real, this man. Is real. This is real. Are you ready? Cause I'm ready. This is Bomani Jones, and I'm ready. This is Greedy. The Jets are ready.
3: This is Sarah Spain, the Bear.
0: Steve and Simmons, I'm ready for football. Football is
2: back, and it kicks off every morning with Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin, and continues all
0: day right here on ESPN Radio. I'm Alex Rodriguez, and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg. This is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business.
1: Sports is not uh, as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I
0: didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so
1: many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal.
0: Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify.
2: Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A -a one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting when you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Greeny, the podcast.
3: My name is Greeny. We're presented by Progressive Insurance with insurance for cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and commercial vehicles at 1 800 Progressive and Progressive.com. Chris Mad Dog Russo coming up a little less than a half hour from now. His thoughts on all these baseball stories that we've been dealing in. But something very interesting happened involving a, a good friend of all of ours, and that's Pat McAfee, who, uh, for my money, is one of the smartest and, and most interesting and creative young people in our industries. Um, among the many that I really admire and like. And he called out a member of this staff, kind of. He called out Hembo. And I want to make it clear that everyone who comes on GetUp, and frankly, practically everyone at ESPN loves Hembo, because before I was smart enough to be the one who actually put him on the air, Hembo just basically supplied fantastic stats and information to everyone at ESPN, and you made us all sound smarter. But McAfee on his show pointed out something the other day in order to question analytics. Essentially, he said, you, Hembo, whose entire life revolves around analytics, that you made him question the veracity of analytical data. Because he said, and this is a quote, I learned that whenever I was around the best numbers guy like Hembo, I would say something, he would give me a stat to back it up. I would be battling Orlovsky and he would give Orlovsky a stat. And so the point he's making is you could take any argument that we were going to have any discussion. We never make the arguments on get up. Those are never forced. They're never manufactured. Mike and I never did that either. They either come up naturally or they don't. I'm either going to agree with you or disagree with you. We're not going to take a side Mm -hmm. for the purposes of, of creating a debate. But in the event that two people disagree, you were able to provide Pat a statistic that backed up his side and Dan a statistic that backed up his side. And as a result, McAfee is saying, that kind of made me feel like analytics are kind of nonsense because you can make them say whatever you want them to say. What's the right response to that?
1: Well, <laughs> I don't, first of all, I, I didn't know if I should be flattered or not by this because he said nice things about me. But then he also said, I essentially have made him question analytics, which I think is probably the worst thing a researcher can do. But in all seriousness, I actually agree with Pat in the sense that I've grown more skeptical To the numbers the more i learn how to use them and the reason for it is because winning an argument or or making a point is very different than being right and i think especially in the world in which we live today we should all strive to we should all strive for the latter we should all strive for being right much more often than we do and strive for winning an argument or making a point much less often than we do. I understand in a television format, we're talking about football stats here, relatively meaningless things. So I have no issue giving one of them a stat and the other a stat and, you know, taking sort of different positions on the same topic. But in reality, we should all be trying to pursue what's right. So I suppose that's a good way for me to check myself to where, like, I can make the numbers say this, but if even I don't believe it's true perhaps I should withhold that information and and pursue the truth. No, you shouldn't withhold
3: the information. But the point is, I understand what you mean by the difference between being right and and winning an argument. Mm -hmm. But in this case, I don't think I understand the distinction. Because if I make this point, if I drop this hammer with this point, Mm -hmm. then theoretically I'm right. I mean, how can I – if if I say he is the third best passer in the history of the sport when rolling to his right on a Thursday night on the road, Mm -hmm. I'm right. I'm not only making a point, but that is by definition right if it's accurate. I, I think I'm not understanding the distinction you're making between those two in this context.
1: Well, what I'm saying is two people can watch the same thing and view it very differently, Right. And so, and, and, and reasonable minds can, dif- can disagree about some of those things. I think what Pat is saying, and something that I have become more and more attuned to at because I live in this business, is just because you can, just because you can make that point doesn't make it right. You can, you can supply your opinion with certain things, but that doesn't make you right. And winning an argument isn't as important to me as pursuing the truth. So it was actually a good reminder to me as I do this, and I respect Pat's opinion greatly, obviously, And so I suppose in some sense I was flattered, but it also sort of made me check myself at the door.
3: So at the end of the day, what has happened is you have dissuaded one of the most important people in media (laughs) from using analytics. (laughs) Well done. We'll be right back.